Welcome to Niners Sports Talk. I'm your host, Sam Perry. Hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays as we approach the new year. As we look back heading into the new year, Charlotte basketball had some home games in Halton Arena before they went on break. There's some big professional sports news. We'll go over all that. Then after that, we're going to count down the top 10 moments from Charlotte Athletics from the 2023 calendar year. It's a lot to look forward to in this episode, but let's get right into it for Charlotte men's basketball. They hosted Greensboro College. They put on a standout performance, a 91-44 victory, despite having four key contributors out with illness. Two starters and Nick Graves and Deshaun Jackson could not play because they had the flu. Another starter, Igor Milicic Jr., he was a game-time decision, so he was limited to a bench role. He also had the flu, but between the depleted bench from the sickness and the big lead for the 49ers, they're able to get some guys a little bit more work in that game that aren't lacking in the talent, but they're lacking in the experience at the collegiate level. It was a good opportunity for them to gain some experience. and they had a couple guys get their first baskets of their career, so that was exciting to see. I think one of the biggest takeaways from this game was Robert Braswell. He had the most minutes he's had all season since his injury. He was hitting his shots. The complaint recently, he's been getting a lot of good open looks, but he's finally seen the ball go through the hoop. Good to see for him. Should really help the Charlotte offense moving forward. He ended up having 21 points in the game, leading the team. Another guy who had a good offensive performance was Jackson Threadgill. Something we've been wanting to see from him. He's Night in and night out, he always has strong defensive performances, doing what needs to be done. Sometimes I don't think he just takes enough shots. That game, he scored 14 points on 6 for 7 shooting. Could have seen him take a few more shots, honestly, but good performance for Jackson. Team seemed to mesh really well offensively, which was something Coach Fern was hoping to see going into that. A lot to like there, but Coach Fern had some stuff to say post-game about what he saw from the team in the pre-Christmas matchup when he hopes to see in their game against Stetson tonight at 7 p.m. So here's what he had to say. It's been a, a challenging week for sure. Maybe the most, maybe the most challenging week from a preparation point of view that I think I've ever experienced. I had, we had seven guys out yesterday, the same the day before. Um, two coaches out yesterday, the coach out today. Um, yeah, the flu bug got us pretty bad. Proud of the guys that were out there today. Um, a couple in there that have just just kind of battled through the sickness and um, and toughed it out today, which was awesome. And um, I think we definitely pride ourselves on being that as the best we can. And and, uh, and came out and just did it thing. I mean, it's hugely valuable. Um, I can remember when I was, you know, we're, we're all at that point at some point. You know, I'm no different.
we've had some guys out here this week, so um, you know they're going to be a little behind. Um, but I'll, I'll get them in as soon as I can. Get get them uh, really caught up as best we can, and then uh, yeah, it's going to be all business from then on. Um, but yeah, it'll be good to get the break. Um, you know, just get get that one that one kid out of the of the non-conf, and from then obviously uh, things are going to be very challenging. We're going to get some really good teams playing some really good basketball. And, school and, and our fan base should be excited about going to the American, some of the teams that are going to be coming in here and check, you know, our first home game of the conference, uh, conference schedule is obviously going to be a Final Four team from last year and, and uh, you know, a number of our fans will be very familiar with them, so hopefully it's a massive crowd and it's got a great atmosphere and, uh, but yeah, trying to get them the Final Four team as often as we will, so um, and they've been playing very good basketball, so, but we've obviously got a couple of games before that. Then looking at women's basketball, they hosted the Davidson Wildcats in the battle for the 704 Trophy Cup. They hosted the Davidson Wildcats in the battle for the 704 Cup. The talented Wildcats came in. They left Halton Arena with the trophy. Tough loss for the Charlotte 49ers as they fell 83-56 to against the cross-town rival. Foul is really the name of the game, and that the rest calling many questionable fouls against both sides very early on. Teams found themselves tied 17-17 at the end of the first quarter. Coming out of the break, Charlotte played really stagnant. They had both their point guard, Olivia Porter, and their inside dominant player, Tracy Houston, on the bench with foul trouble. Couldn't get anything really going offensively. They ended up being outscored in the second quarter 21-8 which proved to be very disastrous for the 49ers, causing them to lose that game as bad as they did. But one of the bright spots for Charlotte I saw in that game was Keanu Rembert. He was perfect from the field in that first quarter, shooting two for two with seven points. He ultimately ended the game with just those same seven points and eight rebounds, not taking a single shot in the second quarter. I would like to see her take some shots in the second quarter, ride that hot hand, but... Didn't happen, but good performance from her. Hope to see her build on that this season. The team really fell into that trap that Coach talked about of playing a little more hero ball when they get down. I think we saw that, and they didn't stay within the flow of their own offense, which kind of led to this defeat being bad as it was. But Next up, Charlotte will host North Texas this Saturday, December 30th at 4 p.m. It's beginning of conference play. A lot to be excited for. First year in the American. Get to play a familiar foe in North Texas. His first game in conference. Head coach Kara Casuega explained in her post-game press conference how she planned to use the long break to prepare for the start of the AAC play. So this is what she had to say on that. Well, Davidson's a great team and credit to them. I thought they played really well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously they are talented, but, you know, we have to focus on ourselves. And I think that was the biggest disappointment is that the things that we worked on, the things that we practiced, some areas of the game plan, the areas offensively, we we didn't see that come into fruition on the court. And I think that's that's the more disappointing part. Um, you know, and I told him in the locker room, like, go, go home, enjoy your families, enjoy your friends. Like, th- this is really important and this does matter, but this shouldn't matter more than being with our families. 
and we have an opportunity to do that. We need to be disappointed uh, because we are, um, but we also know that we, we can be better than we were tonight. And you know, I, I hope that they enjoy their break, and then I hope they come back here motivated um, that we can get a lot better, that we can be a lot better than we were today. Um, and so we'll we'll regroup and we'll come back and we'll keep working because that's what we do. Come back and conference play begins. That's the way the American works. Um, you know, I think I think it is nice that we don't play till Saturday when we come back, so we have a couple days where we can just work on us because clearly we need to work on us, um, and then we can start preparing for a very good North Texas team. So, you know, I think the break is good. It's well needed right now, um, and I think that you know when we come back, we'll just like I said, just keep getting back to work. Before we get into professional sports, talk about Charlotte baseball. On Thursday, the American Athletic Conference announced their baseball preseason awards and coaches poll. 49ers came in second place in the preseason coaches poll, falling just behind in-state rivals, East Carolina Pirates. They're a very good caliber program. It was good to see Charlotte getting some good recognition after a very successful season last year. A lot to be excited for for the Niners as they get ready to embark on a very long season. 31 home games. A lot of baseball to be played at home in the Hayes. They also had a pitcher make the preseason all-conference team in Cameron Hansen, who last season against the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs took a no-hitter into the ninth inning. So a lot to be excited for for the team. A lot to be geared up. Hoping to have Coach Woodard come on the show here soon talk about all the exciting things that's happened with the program since he took over. What do you hope to see moving forward from the program? And shifting to professional sports. And after this, we're, of course, we're going to get to our top 10 countdown from Charlotte Athletics in the 2023 calendar year. But looking at Major League Baseball, it's felt like all season, every week, I've talked about something the Los Angeles Dodgers have done. Once again, this week, they have signed free agent. Yoshinobu Yamamoto to a 12-year, $325 million contract. 25-year-old, highly touted, coming out of Japan. He's got to be very talented. He's getting that much money, the highest guaranteed money to a pitcher in Major League Baseball history. He's never even thrown a Major League Baseball pitch. He is very good in the World Baseball Classic this year. A lot to be excited for for the Dodgers. Dodgers now have officially committed to spending over a billion dollars to players this offseason alone. They're becoming the modern era evil empire, which used to belong to the New York Yankees. Yankees were known for having more money than everyone else, being willing to spend it. Well, now these other teams have the money. They can spend it, but the Dodgers are the ones that seem to be willing to spend it more than others. I think this could be either really good for baseball or really bad. could be really good. could force teams to spend who hadn't spent money in previous years. Because a lot of these owners seem to care more about pocketing some of the money instead of putting a good product on the field. But I know the big argument with the Dodgers spending this much money is the competitive imbalance it brings with not having a salary cap. But I think when you look at these other professional sports who have the salary cap, it's almost worse off because baseball, more than all those other sports, has had a larger amount of diversity in the teams that win the championships this century. It's more spread out amongst the league. You never know which team's going to step up and take it, despite the payrolls. Like last season, 
the two biggest payrolls were the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres. Neither one of those teams made the playoffs. The Yankees are right up there, top three as well. They didn't make the playoffs. Money does not buy you playoffs. It does not buy you championships. So I think this could prove to be very good for baseball, maybe forcing some other teams to spend more money, making it more competitive. But overall, I don't think a salary cap is what's needed in Major League Baseball. But shifting gears to the Carolina Hurricanes, they had a very successful week since our last episode, going 2-1. They've improved to 19-13-4 on the season. They currently sit second place in the Metropolitan Division. Team's playing really well. They're healthy. Talked about that last time. Andre Sushnikov, Spashnaho, they're healthy. They're back. They had a monster performance last night. Sveshnikov had a hat trick. Ajo had four assists in their 5-3 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Looking really good. Next up, they're going to take on Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday, traveling to Toronto. 7 p.m., they'll face off against star Austin Matthews. A lot to be excited for for them. Team seems to be catching their stride. Still like to see them add a goalie to the mix with Frederick Anderson being out. But still playing really good hockey. A lot to be excited for moving forward on the season. And shifting to the Carolina Panthers, I think this past weekend Bryce Young had an excellent game. He showed off why he was the number one overall pick. I know we've thrown a lot of shade at him on this show this year. The results haven't been there, but this weekend he looked really good. Threw for 312 yards, had two touchdowns, no turnovers. like to see that from him as he continues his development. Team ultimately lost. To the Green Bay Packers, 33-30. to At the end of the game, there was some controversy over whether they spiked the ball. One second left on the clock, or there, but it was called. There was no time on the clock. A lot of controversy with the refs. There was another questionable catch from the Packers. A lot of split hairs in this one. Overall, I think the team, the team and fan base should be happy with the way he performed. They were in that game. Could have won that game. Maybe should have won that game. But a lot to be excited for as he progresses. Then looking at the NFL game of the week, I know the last two weeks I haven't picked very well. The games have turned out to be duds. With the Ravens kind of torturing the 49ers this past weekend. But for this week, I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens. Should make for a very good matchup. Miami's high-powered offense is going to seek to fight and take that number one seed away from the Baltimore Ravens, try and pluck it from their flock. But who knows? Ravens are off, coming off a big win, could ride that momentum past the Dolphins. And if the Dolphins lose that game and the Bills win this week, that will make for a great matchup for the final week of the season as the Bills and Dolphins will be fighting for that division lead. A lot to be excited for coming into the weekend for the NFL. Now what you've all been listening for, top 10 moments from Charlotte Athletics in 2023. Starting off with number 10, Deja Lawrence from the women's basketball team. She was named the Team USA for the FIBA 3-on-3 World Cup in Poland this year. That was a big moment for the program, big moment for her as a player individually. She had to provide Charlotte with international notoriety as she represented the United States in the World Cup. She was the leading scorer in the team's first 
win against Austria. Overall, she had to prove she's one of the best players in the world, and she brought back a wonderful experience for the program. She's using that to help better herself as a leader and help teach some of the younger players on the team about that. It's a lot to be excited for about that. A very big moment in the program's history. Number nine, an athlete who is considered arguably one of Charlotte's best athletes of all time. Nick Scudder was named AAC Men's Cross Country Runner of the Year. It's just a testament to his excellent career at Charlotte. He's proven to be one of the top athletes, as I said, in Charlotte sports history. His success was recognized in his first season running in the AAC. It's his fourth year at Charlotte. Being named that after winning his third individual conference championship. Going back to Conference USA and the American Athletic Conference. A lot to be excited for him. Congratulations to him. I'm glad to have him on here. Number eight, going to one of my favorite sports, Charlotte Baseball. Cam Fisher, he had a record-setting home run tear from the end of the regular season through most of the Conference USA tournament. He hit seven home runs in six games which gave him the record setting 30 home runs on the season while tying the program record for career home runs of 48. That's an absolute wonderful tear. Great to watch. Great experience. Really gave Charlotte some national recognition from that and led to him being drafted by the Houston Astros where he played for the Fayetteville Woodpeckers in the minor leagues. A lot to be excited from him before seeing how he progresses through the year and how Charlotte baseball looks to replace that production from him this upcoming season. And switching to Charlotte volleyball, early in their season this year, Sophie Whalen really stood out in that opening weekend in the Charlotte Invitational. She won Charlotte Invitational MVP while also collecting her 1,000th career dig. Big moment for her. She's been a critical piece of Coach Karen Weatherington's team for many years now but on the weekend she had 61 digs earning herself the MVP as the Niners went on to a 3-0 start to the year with wins over Coastal Carolina, Charleston Southern, and Elon. Big moment for her. A testament to her great career at Charlotte rounding out number seven. Number six Charlotte women's soccer, their 5-0 victory over the ECU Pirates in the first round of the AAC tournament. Charlotte absolutely came out firing in that one. They kind of obliterated their in-state rival 5-0. They were backed by stellar performances from Macy Bader, who had a brace. Her two goals, first one coming within the first minute of the game, really set the tone early and propelled them to the win. And then Peyton Patrick, she had two assists in that game. Great moment for Charlotte this year, again, to beat the in-state rivals in tournament setting. Massive, monumental win for the program. And there, as they go into their third year under head coach, Brandy Fontaine. And getting to the top five. Five, somehow this didn't win our media vote for game of the year for Charlotte football, but Charlotte football's comeback win over Tulsa, where they won 33-26 to in overtime. Quarterback Trexler Ivy had a standout comeback for them. 
They were down 17 to nothing at halftime. With less than two minutes to go, they scored on a 70-yard drive in like 59 seconds to lead the game into overtime. They completed the big victory on the road. Monumental win for Charlotte. It wasn't their first American win, but that one, their offense seemed to really be awoken. They looked really good offensively and defensively in that game. It was a big win for the program, something... They have to have be a cornerstone as they build and progress under the Biff Pogey era. And number four, Charlotte softball run ruled UAB eleven to three in the final game of the regular season to secure their first regular season championship since two thousand six, and as their first conference USA championship. They defeat defeating the UAB Blazers eleven to three. They were down 2 nothing in the top half of the first inning. Big bounce back to secure that massive victory. That was our first outright regular season championship. In 2006, they had to split their Atlantic 10 title. But it was a big moment for the program with Coach Ashley Chastain, the head of that. He's really turned the program around, really building something special there. So a big moment for Charlotte Athletics this season. Then number three, we're going to go with Charlotte men's basketball winning the college basketball invitational. CBI, it was a great experience. I got to travel down to Daytona Beach for that and cover that whole tournament. But Charlotte's men's basketball is one of three Division One teams that got to end their season hoisting a trophy. It won the CBI championship. It was backed by Ali Khalifa's 20-point performance. That ultimately ended up being his swan song with the programs. He ended up transferring to BYU in the offseason. But program grew a lot from that experience. Getting Winning playoff basketball is difficult. A lot of experience built for the players from that. A lot to be excited for from that. They got to hoist the trophy down in Daytona Beach after outlasting Eastern Kentucky Colonels 71-68. to where a former 49er Cooper Robb played against them. Bryce Williams for Charlotte, who also transferred to Nebraska, got the block there at the end, helping secure that victory. Exciting times for the program, exciting times for Charlotte Athletics. Big moment from this year. Then number two, Charlotte men's soccer beating number two SMU to secure the first to secure their first AAC tournament championship. Charlotte defeated the nationally ranked team 2-1 to after Ian Pilcher scored the game's first goal in the 23rd minute. Not too long after that, SMU answered. But in the second half, the 55th minute, Brandon Morales gave Charlotte a 2-1 victory, which they were able to hold on to through the rest of the 90 minutes. Big moment for the program is they got to hoist that conference tournament trophy and defeat one of the best teams in the country. Then our number one moment, I might be biased as a baseball guy, but Charlotte Baseball winning their Conference USA Tournament Championship. What made that run so special, they fell in the first game to Louisiana Tech. 
You can only lose twice in baseball's tournament. They won five games in four days, claiming their first Conference USA Tournament Championship during their final season in the conference. A big rallying cry for the team in that tournament after going down that one game was the old poker term, a chip and a chair. They adopted that mantra of as long as they had a seat at the table and they still have a chance to win it all, and that's exactly what they did. They marched on to a tournament win, defeating D... Defeating, defeating DBU 5-2 in that championship game. Monumental win for the program. Years past, they'd had some struggles in the conference tournament. They've been a really good regular season team. They finally got over the hump, getting that big win in the conference tournament. It's a big moment for Coach Warder and crew. And he ended up getting a massive contract extension. He'll be with the program for a while. As your Niners Sports Talk top 10 moments from Charlotte 49ers Athletics for 2023. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to more exciting sports coverage in the New Year's. And I hope everyone has a very happy New Year and have some safe celebrations. Look forward to 2024.